views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This show's audio was via a Skype call. Welcome to the hit show, Raging Skillet Radio, mouthing off with Chef Rossi. Each show, Rossi, a.k.a. Chef Rossi, and author of the hit memoir, The Raging Skillet, mouths off about different subjects in a pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up our minds. Look out. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth using the subject of each show as a framework for uplifting, inspiring, and what exuberant conversations. So get ready for that appetizer that will wet your whistle as we lean into the main course of the day. Issues, conversations, things that are heavy on your minds, but lightening up your heart and ending each show off with that sweet, sweet, sweet dessert of inspiration. Now, here is your host, Chef Rossi. Hey, everybody, I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm also here with my co host in the house, Chef Rossi. Woohoo! <laughs> We're going to get down today, Dr. Pat. We're going to get down today. Um, you know, one of the things that I was telling you before we came on air, um, you know, uh, there are a couple of things people may or may not know about us. One is for sure that we are passionate about our lives, the work we do in it. You know, you attractive. Yeah, exactly. That too. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, and beyond all of that, we're kind of like we get fired up look at what it is we want to do, and then we take action. Today's show is about that. But it doesn't just mean that it's about what's in the headlines or the news. It's looking at what is right for humanity sometimes and doing it with a little sense of humor, as well as with the passion and the gut-wrenching courage that it takes. So you are someone that has been, again, congratulations, winning another award. But Thank your you, career, uh, the Raging Skillet, you know, this, this fabulous way you prepare food, the passion, the love, the purpose around that, your hit book that was made into a play, all of this is about raising the level of awareness, isn't it? Well, I guess I've always been trying to get the message out that women can really do just about everything men can do. I mean, you know, we can't necessarily pee in the snow, but although maybe we could do that too with a little with a little effort. But really, you know, like the culinary world has always been a man's world. So I've been on kind of a mission to feminize it. And especially what's happening right now, I mean, there's so many things happening right now. But right now, as we're speaking, there is a real sexual revolution happening. And we thought there was a revolution happening in the 70s and thought a revolution was happening when women got the right to vote. But what's happening right now with the Me Too movement and Harvey Weinstein and all of that is that women have basically said we're not going to take it anymore. And for the first time, maybe and possibly forever, 
mm-hmm. women are being heard and people are listening. And that's causing a lot of momentum. And I've talked a lot about this. Actually, my girlfriend and I talk a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, why now? Why Harvey Weinstein? Why all of these sexual harassment things? Why not that it's happening now? It's been happening for, for as long as men and women have been on this earth. But why are people paying attention now? Why are they listening to it? And mm-hmm. I think it's because so many people, women in particular, are genuinely pissed off. Can I say pissed off on the radio? I think so, right? Uh, I think we're good. Okay, genuinely upset that a man who has openly bragged about sexually assaulting women, who has, I think it's 13 women is it, uh, at this point, claiming he's sexually right, um, right, right. assaulted them in some way, that this man is the president, that he still was voted president. And that has a lot to do with why the Me Too movement is so powerful. And it has a lot to do with why that Yahoo in Alabama, Roy Moore, the child molester or suspected child molester, was not voted in, thank God. But I think if, um, let's call uh, the 45th president my nickname, which is Dingleberry or Orange Dingleberry, if Dingleberry was not elected, this may not have happened because people had to get angry enough for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a revolution brewing. I think there is. There's also, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is having been part of a revolution, as you want to call it, back in the 60s and 70s. But there's something right now that I think is equally important for people. And that is we have an opportunity in front of us to be highly aware of events. Now, sometimes it's hard to tease them apart. But this is a little tidbit of the latest information coming out from CNN about the tax bill and how they believe that they've got everybody all in. And so one of the things they talk about and the reason that they now have everybody all in is they feel that the poor approval ratings are because of what they perceive as disinformation and attacks. This is what they think it's about. They don't really see that the poor approval ratings are because people don't really believe in this tax bill. And let's get really even more important. Almost every poll that has been taken puts healthcare as number one. Mm -hmm. And so in this latest version of Uh, the tax bill, you have states like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, some of the others that have state tax going to get creamed. Then the other thing you have that's going on is a total misconception of what the public wants. And so is everybody kind of asleep and not really like hearing the protesters that sat on Susan Collins' desk, Senator Susan Collins, if you're listening, this is for you. They didn't agree with you last time. They thought you were the voice of reason. They've been meeting with you uh, on your doorstep. A gentleman with ALS begged you not to vote for not just the tax bill, but for anything that affected health care. They talked to you. 
Lisa Murkowski, if you think that the people in Alaska are not affected by this, I want to knock on your door and sit down with you and look at the poverty state of people in Alaska if you want to have that chat. Um, any of the Republican uh, uh, lawmaker sitting in the states of New York, New Jersey, I don't think there's any left in Jersey, but New York. Ran them out of town. If you're, if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, I'm all in and you're not reading between the lines, I think you can get away with it because you just won your election. But this is really now the most informed the American people have been about what to be aware of. I think that whole, I've seen in decades. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's. If you're doing something good, I mean, let's just say you don't know anything about the tax bill. And, you know, even I've been reading about it and I still, you know, I think I need a week to just sit there studying it. Mm. So let's just say you don't know anything about the tax bill. And all you know is that the Senate crammed this thing through at two o'clock in the morning with nobody having read it. Mm -hmm. Everybody had read some little bit, but no one had read all of it. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to push it through. Because, A, the president wanted a win because he simply wasn't getting a win, even with all the Republicans in office. And, B, the, the big money boys, like the Koch brothers, big donors like that, they wanted a win. So they just wanted to get their win. Now, all the people who got this guy elected, for the large part, these were like poor people around the country yeah. who have lots of issues, who are going to be really needing their Social Security and their health insurance and their Medicare and um, really in dire straits. They got him in because they're in dire straits. So what this bill would do, you know, from what I actually am able to understand, of course, mm-hmm. is that it's a giant Christmas gift to the rich, to the big mm-hmm. corporation. Mm-hmm. Now, the Republicans have always had this idea. Reagan had this idea. George Bush had this idea that you give tax breaks to corporations and you give tax breaks to the rich. And then you've heard of Reagan's trickle down, that it will trickle down, his trickle down economics, it will trickle all the way down to the little guy on the bottom because the rich people got that tax break. So that means they're going to be rewarding the poor people. The problem is it doesn't work that the rich people get their tax break and the corporations get their tax break and they say thank you very much and shove the money in their pocket and they still don't reward the little people. It didn't work with Reagan. It didn't work with Bush. It kind of makes me think that everyone has colossal amnesia because we dug out of the worst depression since the Great Depression after the the Bush tax cuts. We dug out of the worst recession in the 90s after the Reagan trickle-down bull duty. But here we go again. Who gets rewarded? The rich. Donald Trump gets rewarded. There I said his name, even though it makes me ill. Mm -hmm. The The Koch brothers get rewarded. Rich people get rewarded. The poor people lose. And then it adds, they're saying something like a trillion dollars to the deficit. So the next thing, after the poor people lost the chance to get a lot of valuable write-offs, lost the chance to write off their student loans, there's like a million things they lost, Paul Ryan and all his cronies will come hunting for their Social Security and their Medicare and ways to, like, pay off that deficit. So the rich people got richer, the poor people lost a chance for their tax breaks, and they're going to come hunting after their entitlements, they call it, 
to pay off that deficit. Now, first of all, I pay into Social Security. So one day when I get my Social Security, if that is not an entitlement, I paid for it. That's my money. So I got to say to all you rich buffoons out there and you soulless Republicans who are not standing up for the people who got you elected, turn around and look at the little guy. Because if you keep screwing the little guy over and if you keep screwing middle class Americans over, there really is going to be a revolution. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, let's take a short break because when we come back. Um, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be awake in today's world. I just posted something that said, we're today, uh, what we're doing here, Chef Rossi and myself, we're talking about what does it mean to be awake? Then once you're awake, what does it mean to be aware? Then once you're aware, what does it mean to be activated, to follow your heart, to stand tall? Who did that recently? I am going to give a shout out to those African-American women down there in mm-hmm. Alabama. Mm-hmm. One of the most unlistened to discounted voices in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yes, they Thank are you, clearly, clearly, clearly nobody paying attention to them. I think thanks to you all down there in Alabama. Guess what? All of my relatives down there, all of y'all that are listening to me right now, you can stand proud because I know you're not going to go silently in the night. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. Don't you wish you had more joy in your life? Check out the new book by Robert Max Schoenfeld, For the Love of Joy, a 30-day adventure for creating joy in your life because you deserve more joy, more love, more health, more abundance, and more life. Available now on Amazon. Get your copy today. Visit theartofpowerfulliving.com. That's theartofpowerfulliving.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. If you have been struggling with fear and anxiety, 
You know how debilitating these emotions can be. You constantly doubt yourself. You can't make decisions and feel more and more insecure and stuck. Dr. Friedman Schaub's book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, will provide you with the insights and tools to break through these challenges. Through a step-by-step -step process, Dr. Schaub explains how to resolve the subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety and build a strong foundation of inner peace and confidence. Visit www.thefearandanxietysolution.com and get your copy now. Order your copy of Dr. Friedemann Schaub's The Fear and Anxiety Solution today. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I'm Dr. Pat. I'm here with Chef Frosty. We co-host this fabulous show. But, you know, before we get back into a conversation about what does it mean to be awake? What does it mean to be aware? And then what does it mean to activate your soul? To take the action that's calling you forward. I never tell people, Chef Frosty, what they should do. But what's in your heart? Before we do that, how can people find out more about you? How can they get a copy of your book? And anything else you want to give us an update on? All right. Well, let's see. The book you can always find on Amazon. And you can also uh, go to Barnes & Noble if they don't have it. They get it for you pretty fast. Or any local bookstore. And that is The Raging Skillet. And you can always find news happening on my website at theragingskillet.com. And you can always look for me on Instagram at Chef Rossi NYC or on my Facebook page at Chef Rossi NYC. Uh, the play that was adapted by Jacques Lamar on the book was a, on the Raging Skillet. It was a huge smash hit in Hartford, Connecticut this year. So we're hoping it's going to tour nationally and already um, at this point is coming to St. Louis in October, just getting closer and closer to you, Dr. Pat. So wow. we're hoping it'll come to Seattle and Los Angeles and everywhere. Um, I've already written the screenplay. I don't know a lot of people in the film industry, but I'm hoping to meet some because I think the screenplay might be even funnier than the book. Oh, I bet. We'll see. Yeah, it's a good ride. And I'm working on my second book, which I'm hoping, hoping, hoping might come out sometime in 2019, but we'll see. I don't want to jinx it. Um, so all good stuff. It is good stuff. And, you know, today, you know, we're talking about what does it mean to be aware? What does it mean to be awake? And then what does it mean to be uh, taking an action of sort? And, you know, you said something to me before the show, and I think you said something like, oh, you're dating yourself. Yeah, I've been around for a few years, Chef Rossi, you know, <laughs> I, but I'm like the little energizer bunny. You, you, you know, I'm, I, I tell you, I'm not too old to go pick up my sign and go march down in, in D.C. again. Um, but this is really what we're talking about. Sometimes it's hard. It's hard to be aware of what's going on around us. It's hard to plug into the news every day. And I'm not really saying to do that. I'm not really saying let's cause another addiction uh, to, to the television news channel. What I'm saying is how do we recognize those people that are showing up right now and standing for the kinds of things that this country was built upon. For example, 
I was talking about uh, the black women in Alabama. Mm -hmm. I was talking about now we have the polls and we know who voted and who came Mm -hmm. out to vote and whose voice was there to be heard. Mm -hmm. Now, why do we say that? Do, Do we think, Chef, that it's just about the alleged rape? I think that we have our heads in the sand if we think it is just about that. Oh, it's that. a lot more than that. There it's you a lot go. More than that. There you go. You know, the thing is, it's really incredible and really shameful that any seated politician, that the president and any senator and really anyone who has come to elected office would have supported this guy. He, like, brought a gun to a campaign. There's, like, shopping mall that banned him for his harassment of teens. And during his campaign, he said, I forget how he put it exactly, but the best time for families in this country was when we had slavery, however he Mm, put it. So here you've got a guy that is an in-your-face racist and an in-your-face sexist sexual predator. So for any Republicans who have not denounced him, they should just resign themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves. And when the president went and campaigned for him, here's the president, a big-time sexual predator himself, campaigning for this guy, this accused child molester. I mean, it was repulsive. And I think somehow, I think that um, a lot of Republicans tend to forget that there are African Americans in this country And a lot of Republicans also forget that there are women in this country, including women Republicans. And in this election, what happened was the African-Americans stood up and said no. They voted, they got together, they leashed their power, and they made it not happen. Thank God. And I think that that and also what happened in Virginia and in New Jersey, that's a sign that this horrible wave is turning. And... If the Republicans don't want to get washed out, they have to pay attention that we're not going to take it. We're not going to be sucked into this vortex of evil. Their whole agenda has been like celebrate the rich, demolish the poor, forget there's African-Americans, forget there's minorities, forget about the Mexicans, forget about immigrants. I mean, it's, it's the closest thing I've seen in my lifetime to uh, the Nazi movement. I mean, what's happening is eerily similar of what my mother used to say. You know, something else I thought about when you were talking about being aware. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. mother um, used to say something all the time, which was, what you don't know won't hurt you. Right. She she said that because she knew a lot of things that really hurt her, and sometimes she wished she didn't know, but she needed to know so that she could be ready and she could be aware. And in her case, she had lost family in the Holocaust. So she didn't want to go to sleep, and she didn't want to close her eyes. She wanted to be ready, and she wanted to be aware. And she always told me to keep my eyes open. I have friends that choose to not watch the news and choose to not read and choose to not pay attention and pretty much just say, look, when it's time to vote, I'll vote the right way. But in the meanwhile, leave me alone because all this stuff is so painful. And it's like on the one hand, you can't let it drown you out. You can't watch the news all the time. You can't get sucked into all of this drama and pain and misery. But on the other hand, you have to speak out and you have to keep your eyes open. And, you know, you, don't, you can't just go to sleep. It's easy. I mean, I would love, I'm tired right now. It's cold out. I really <laughs> would love 
to just finish cooking and go right back home and crawl under the covers and, you know, maybe watch a movie. Not that that's a bad thing. But I'm also going to make a point to stay awake and to see if there's something I could do or someone I could call or someone, something I could say because terrible things are happening. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking a little while ago about this thing that just happened with the Internet. A lot of people don't understand how terrible that is. Um, and I'm going to let you explain that because you're a little more of an expert than I am. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's another way to censor people in this country. And the fact that the Republicans used this tax thing they shoved through to do things that don't have anything to do with taxes, but they just figured while we're shoving that through, let's also shove through that it's okay to start drilling in, in the Antarctic and start destroying endangered species. That's perfectly fine. Let's just rope that in, too. Let's rope in removing the mandate for, for Obamacare, because this way we can make it die without killing it, since you wouldn't let us kill it. I mean, all these sneaky little things they threw into their 2 a.m. vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hoping that so many people are outraged that they're going to have to change their tune. But they're really in denial. Like, they thought their approval rating was so low because they hadn't gotten anything done. So let's just push through this thing that kills everybody. It's insane. You know, I think the whole idea about information and freedom of speech, it's mind-boggling to me, Chef Rossi, that on the one hand, we hold that Second Amendment so near and dear, and yet the first, not so much. You know, we allow things to be called fake news when they're not. Um, I was watching yesterday, for those of you that are multi-generational or have kind of grown up over the decades. I think myself, I'm a a bit older than maybe some of you. Um, I've watched people, uh, journalists go abroad to bring back information. See, we now live in the internet age and we now expect the internet to be, you know, sharing information with us. But any of you, if you really were there when pictures were coming through from Vietnam, from other places, from Cambodia, when there was no silencing, when the press and the journalists were risking their lives and dying and still dying recently as last year. CNN did a great review last night honoring those journalists who are now under fire as fake news who risked their lives for us. And hats off to you, CNN. You know, I don't watch a whole lot of you, but, you know, there you were. And I was looking at a couple of journalists I was quite familiar with that are no longer with us. Um, Mm -hmm. But we forget about that. That's not fake news. Fake news isn't this thing that shows up to give us facts about what's going on in the world. That's not fake news. May not be happy. It doesn't always give us a happy moment. Right. You know, like when if you if you wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton and all of a sudden you got news about some email thing, that was not your happy moment. Clearly, Mm -hmm. that was not. But it's information and you can make an informed, educated decision. This is what's at risk. thing is like terrifying because he reminds me of what a dictator would do. But that's exactly what Hitler did, Chef. That's That's exactly it. That's what Fidel Castro did. That's what Mussolini did. That's why my relatives Mm -hmm. left Italy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The moment you see the free press being threatened, and it could be, you know, it could be threatened in a lot of different ways. 
by saying that every time someone says something bad about Dingleberry, that it's fake news, he's getting his followers to not believe and not have faith in journalism and to only believe in journalism if it's positive of him. If CNN was saying things were great about the president, that wouldn't have been fake news. He'd be like, oh, they got a story right. They said I was great. Second, something's wrong with him. That's fake news. And that's really leading into a dictatorship. And I think that ultimately, if it were up to him and his cronies, the only source of journalism would be like Breitbart and Fox News. And that would be just the way all the big dictators work. That would be like right up there with Hitler and Fidel Castro and all mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back. We're going to talk about what does action look like? You know, uh, part of being awake and aware is the next step is mm-hmm. what is the action, if any, that you're called to take? And if you are called to take it, right, what does that start to look like for you? Um, is it that you stand up for conversations and women's maybe that's going to come up over the holiday season? What is right for you? Clearly, Chef Rossi and I are not here to tell you what's right for you. We're here to say it's a time of awareness from a spiritual perspective and the year we're walking into, we're not going to be able to hide. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. If you want to give us a shout and chime in on the conversation, 1-800-930-2819. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Winning at the game of money. Lynn Brown is now offering Full Spectrum Finance, a progressive 12-month program that will help you to navigate through the mechanics of financial expansion. Finally, a financial planner who looks at the full spectrum of money and abundance, engage you in the mental, physical, and energetic aspects of finance. This is Full Spectrum Finance. Are you ready to get into it? For more information, go to fullspectrumfinance.com. Tune in to the hit show, Raging Skillet Radio, mouthing off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. 
That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Choose the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. The Cornelia Stephanie Show is your catalyst for anchoring heaven on earth on a global scale. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no-nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit joenuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. Everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. You know, here we go. Uh, Raging Skillet Radio, mouthing off with Chef Rossi and me, Dr. Pat. Is this the holiday spirit? What we want to say is in the first half of the show, we're talking about the things that are going on out there in the world. And here, here it is. This is the holiday season. If you show up with your heart and come out into the world and look at and open your heart. And, you know, the fact that we can open our heart says something. You you know, having a family, uh, Chef Rossi, that is from the South, my stepmom, her whole side of the family. um, You know, one of the things that I was reminded of a couple of days ago about uh, a family in Alabama And as one of the members said to me, remember this, Selma, Selma, Mm -hmm. Selma. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you thinking, what is she doing? Is she doing a chant? I am doing a chant. (laughs) I'm doing a chant. Selma, Alabama. Selma, Selma, Mm -hmm. Selma. A place that has experienced horrific, horrific uh, history in terms of the losses, but changing the tide, they've been the leaders in so many ways, right, Chef? That's right. Selma basically kicked the butt of this racist cracker in Alabama, thank God. Mm-hmm. Selma's mm-hmm. like, after all we've been through, we're not going to let the guy who loves slavery get elected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. That was so, a very nice Hanukkah gift, by the way, first night mm-hmm, of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. If, I, if Roy Moore had gotten elected on the first night of Hanukkah, I was just going to hang it up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to talk about something and just share it with our listeners. Um, boy, I hope I don't cry in this right here, this little thing I'm trying to say. Um, Let it out, Mama. December 14th. December 14th, um, I, I, may, I think I may share this on Facebook right now. December 14th, there is a picture 
in the Republic of Maine. Maine, hello, is a state in, the, in, in our country, Maine. Wednesday, outside of the office of Senator Susan Collins, the constituents met with Ms. Collins to try to persuade her to vote against the tax bill moving through Congress. Boy, I'm boy, I'm struggling to get this out. There's a picture. There's a picture that was uh, just posted by the New York Times, and this is what we've come to right here, of a woman. A woman. Some of the people I know said this is a woman with cancer. I can't tell. She's got a hat on now. I don't know. Handcuffed. Handcuffed. Being escorted. Handcuffed. Police escort walking past the American flag. Handcuffed. In the halls of the Republic of Maine. Susan, what are you doing? I don't know. We didn't handcuff anybody down there in Charlottesville, down there in there in Virginia, but we're going to handcuff people and walk them. What does it look it's at this ugly. picture, Chef? I'm going to post this. You tell me if you think this woman is about to hurt anybody. I, I got to post this. This is just like, what is that? Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? The new kind of criminal is somebody just screaming for their rights, screaming for their health care, begging to be taken care of. That's the new criminal. Mm. It's terrible. Like, who who is it that the Republicans don't want people to see, don't want people to listen to, don't want you to see or listen to poor people, struggling people that are in, in dire jeopardy? that are sick, that need health insurance. They don't want you to pay attention to that. But these are also the very same people that got them into office. So Selma... It's sad. I can hardly Alabama, look at this like, picture. No. We're, we're, it's, the tide has got to change right now, and it is. It is changing. Unfortunately, these people are in office, but in the 2018 election, hopefully we'll get rid of a lot of them. It, mm-hmm. takes, it just takes more people... I've heard that they're going to do another women's march, by the way, on January 20th. So I'm hoping that's true because that was very empowering. Mm-hmm. And all of the recent elections have been very empowering. But there's a lot more to do. And some mm-hmm. of these people who are elected or are sitting there doing nothing, um, we have to show them what's going to happen to them if they keep doing nothing. I have never, and, you know, I've been around a long time, uh, Chef Rossi, and... You know, I'm not saying that I I say to people, protest, protest, march, be, you know, be destructive. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, be be destructive. Be You know, that's not what we're talking about. When I post this picture today, uh, 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 you look at it. I'm going to post it in a few minutes. You look at it and you tell me, now, what do we think's wrong with this woman? Why, why, why do we have to, what, 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 what is this? What, what are we doing here? She's just passed the American flag. 
She's got a police uh, escort or security escort. Um, I believe her hands are handcuffed or something here. And why don't you talk with these people? Right? I don't know. Have we forgotten how to communicate here? Because this is action, right? When we're talking about activating, we're talking about making a statement. And I think that we have forgotten a bit about what our rights are and what's important to us. Are we desperate enough to really do those things that really caused a rise up decades ago? What do you think? I think that what's going to happen now is I keep using the word revolution, but in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways, that's what's happening. And it's unfortunate that bad things have to happen to have good things happen. But like the uptight crap that happened in the 1950s with the MacArthur witch hunt and all of that, that ushered in the wild 60s, which was rebellion and revolution. So what's happening now with all of these horrible politicians seeming like they don't care about anyone but the rich and themselves, and it seeming overtly racist and overtly sexist and really terrible things, and a full-out war on immigrants and the poor and a full-out war on people who need health care and can't afford it, it's going to usher in, and it already has started, another 60s-style revolution, only it's not the 60s anymore. And I think that's what's called for. I think that people who have a lot of money and just really only want more need to find out what the world is going to be like to them if they continue on like that. You have these giant benefactors that are swaying politicians. It doesn't matter how many people get killed. The NRA is going to continue to finance it so that we're still going to be having all the guns. Like why anyone would want an assault rifle, I don't know, if they're not planning on murdering people. What's the point? You're going to go out and plow down 50 deers at one time? But a revolution is really what's called for. I mean, what is happening now is it's beyond. And it's that expression we had briefly when the economy tanked, the new normal. This is, I would call it the new abnormal. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn on the news, I see something I never thought I would see, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to get used to it, which is not mm-hmm. good. I see my president, not my president, but the president, talk in a way that no president should ever talk with blatant disrespect, horrible, horrible man, backing child molesters and the whole thing. I see the Senate and the Congress vote to pretty much do things that are going to take away people's health care, that may take away their Medicare and Social Security, that Mm -hmm. take away their chance to write off their student loan. We had a a driver the other night who said that he didn't know what he was going to do because he's he's now going to be taxed on his tuition waiver. He managed to go to college on a tuition waiver, and now they want to tax him on that. And he said he, he was, he's got to manage to finish his degree because he's going towards the end of it. But he said if it happens sooner he wouldn't have been able to go to college. Mm-hmm. So here's a guy who is in financial need, who managed to get himself to college, who would not be able to go to college because of this tax bill. And mm-hmm. so the rich can keep going to college, but the poor won't be able to afford to go to college. I mean, all of these things just make the difference between the rich and the poor greater. And the greater the divide the greater between the rich and the poor, the greater the need for a revolution. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel like 
all those yahoos should go watch Dr. Zhivago, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you, I just cried over this, though. I mean, I cried. You know, the woman that they're taking out You're clearly. Very sensitive, and that's I'm why very I'm sensitive. And, you know, it was my birthday the other day. Maybe that had Happy something birthday. to do with that. Happy but birthday, the woman's baby. walking out of the room and they interviewed um, a, a gent. Let me read this. Let me read this because this is at the crux. You know, why is Maine, the state of Maine, in the forefront on this? The reason that the state of Maine is in the forefront on this is I want to get my hat off goes to Senator Susan Collins. She's at least interested in hearing them. See, they wouldn't have shown up on her doorstep if they didn't know her as somebody that had the potentiality to listen, right? So here's what it says. This is a quote. If Senator Collins actually saw you as human, saw me as human, then she wouldn't pass any of this, said Addie Barkin, a member of the Center for Popular Democracy, who recently learned he had ALS and uses a wheelchair. Now, if that doesn't make you cry, right, or get to your heart, this is a man in a wheelchair that had the chutzpah to get himself in front of his lawmaker and beg and plead. Good for him. And look how I, they treated him. I don't know that we can raise that level of awareness to that point that we at least talk to our lawmakers. I tried to call our lawmakers here in Washington State. And I called Dave Riker and sent him an email. And what I got back was from him was a really long email telling me why he has to vote for this bill. Because because he's got to do right by the people that gave him money. He has (laughs) to do right. You know, let me ask you this question. Um, What will it take, Chef Rossi, in your opinion, to to, because we're talking about awareness today. What will it take to raise the level of awareness to the point of an awakening, then to the point of an action for people? I'm not saying you have to be for the bill or not the bill, but let's talk about what you believe in. You know, let's get to a place beyond a field where we can have conversations about human beings. What's it going to take? It's going to take everyone opening their mouth and speaking out. It's going to take a huge tidal wave in changing how people vote. The poor people who voted in the Republican Party, the same party that has got their heart set on doing them in, and on, as far as I'm concerned, on pretty much murdering a lot of them by taking away their health care. Those same poor people need to go to the polls and vote otherwise. Vote Democratic, vote Independent, vote anything else, and let the Republicans know just what they think of what they're doing. I think the Republicans don't seem to understand that they got pushed in, that this president got pushed in by impoverished, fed-up people, and now they're not doing anything for them but hurting them more. They need to get pushed right out. They're liars and cheaters and I don't know. I'm starting to think that the Republicans are in office right now. A lot of them 
I'm going to say are evil. That's the mm. only word I can come up with. And a lot of them are cowards. And also there are, I believe, I hope, some of them are good people. And those good people need to open their mouth and speak out, stop worrying about their donors and stop, stop worrying about their party. Like the best moment I saw in the Republican Party in as long as I can remember was when, it was when John McCain gave the thumbs down to that horrible health care travesty that we're trying to pass. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because he had brain cancer or he suddenly grew a soul, you know. John McCain, I think, is a decent man. And he was just mm-hmm. like, no way. He gave it the thumbs down. And I'm sure he took a lot of crap from the Republican Party over it. Mm-hmm. So more and more, the Republicans themselves need to start speaking out and to stop being so terrified of what their party's going to say if they speak out. I can't imagine anybody approves of what this president is doing. Mm-hmm. I don't you know think his own, fa- his own yeah. family approved. I grew up in a Republican household, and I want to say this: a party, a Republican, a Democrat. Here's my wish for the holiday. My wish is that we stop looking at each other as a party. I, I really do. This is the wish I hold: that for the holiday. We can pray that people show up heart to heart, human being to human being. And just for a brief period of time, pretend there are no parties. As a matter of fact, why don't we create a fake party? Since we like to talk about fake, let's create a fake party, an invisible party that has no boundaries, that has no no borders, and that simply invites the dignity of the human spirit to have a conversation about what's right for people. I want to hold that for us. The fake party, you know, that's who should be in charge, the fake party. The fake party. Um, And I don't know why we like the word fake, but we seem to, like, believe in fake stuff. And I think we can create a fake party. There should be a party. I mean... The problem with the independent party is that it always helps get Republicans elected. And that's exactly the opposite of what it wants to do. You know, like all the people that went out to support Ralph Nader, good people who wanted to change the world. He's a good person who wanted to change the world. But basically, the votes came away from Al Gore, and that's how we got George Bush in there. Was it George Bush then? That was George Bush's first time around. Mm. And so I met Ralph Nader once. I wanted to say, oh, I love what you're doing, but we got George Bush because of you. And Jill Stein, great. She's doing great things, but that helped Mr. Dingleberry get in. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, it's never Republicans who go and vote independent. It's always Democrats. And unfortunately, supporting the independent party seems to do a great job helping Republicans get elected. So what we really need is a real third party, a bona fide third party that has, you know, people who have left the Republicans and the Democrats and really, really, really want to change the world. Because the Democratic Party also has a lot of flaws. It also has people who I don't think are really standing up. You know, it's kind of sad because I thought Al Franken was one of the few people who was actually showing some huevos because he was standing up and speaking out. Um, But I do think, unlike 
Dingleberry, and unlike Roy Moore, I mean, has he even conceded yet? I don't know. I have to check. At least Al Franken did a very brave and um, decent thing by resigning. I kind of wish he didn't have to do that because he was a great senator, one of the few ones who was proud and had a voice and didn't mind speaking out. I really like that Gillibrand is speaking out right now and trying to get mm-hmm. Dingleberry to resign. He never will. They'll pull him mm-hmm. out by his little hands. But um, I don't know. I'm going to just say it again. We're due for a revolution. I I think that um, we have started it by people exerting the power of their vote. Um, again, I, I, I could, sh- I could just chant Selma, Selma, Selma till I'm like green. Right. Um, you know, a place that I'm very familiar with and I could chant that, but you know, for me and for all of you that may be listening to the show, um, and you're, you're texting me that my post was a little bit over the top with the three skeletons of hear no evil, see no evil. And, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Say no evil. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, sorry, um, but that's why today's show is 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 about mouthing off. That's what we're talking about here today, in a way that you can find what your heart is calling forward for you, um, in the way where you can find a place to show up. Chef Rossi, what what would you say to folks today? What would you ask them to call forward in their lives? Well, so many things I feel right now. I think what I would say to folks today is to not close your eyes and to be aware and to not be afraid and to not go to sleep. So I don't think it helps change someone's mind by attacking them. Like if you have a friend who um, needs to wake up and needs to be aware, it's not really going to help if you attack that friend or fight that friend. But if you can find a way to communicate from a loving place, which is often hard to do with the red states and the blue states, you know, find a way to communicate from a loving place, then maybe you can change a heart or change a mind. In the meanwhile, I think the best thing to do is to lead by example. So I would like people not to be sexist. And so I lead by example by showing what a woman could do in a man's world. I would like people not to be racist. And so I lead by example by being profoundly liberal and humanitarian. I would like people to be kind to the poor. And so I lead by example by giving as much as I can. If we all lead by example, that also helps change the world and change the revolution. In the meanwhile, Mm. I expect to see all the women out there on January 20th screaming their heads off. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Chef Rossi. Thank you so much for everything you do. And, you know, the message to all of you out there, whether you whether you agree with the message for today or not, is don't ever lose your voice. Don't ever be silenced by fear. Don't ever be told Absolutely. that your opinion does not matter. Don't let anybody take your soul from you. It doesn't matter what party you're in, Republican, Democrat, Uh, independent or the new party I've just started called the fake party. It doesn't matter, any of those. Save what calls your heart to save for you and be involved in your life and the lives of your children and of their children. 
And more importantly, if you've been following Chef Rossi, what's happening in our ice caps, they're melting. Mm -hmm. That's not fake. Chef Rossi, happy holidays. You too, sweetie. Happy Hanukkah. And to all of you out there, rock on. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Raging Skillet Radio, mouthing off with Chef Rossi. Tune in on Transformation Talk Radio. And if you have missed any part of this, check it out at theragingskillet.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Say hi to Chef Rossi, let her know what's on your mind, and we will bring it to the next show. Visit theragingskillet.com and don't forget to get your own copy of the hit memoir, The Raging Skillet by Chef Rossi. See you next time.